Good Saturday morning, and welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Sean, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing really good. We were just talking about how we were going over some stuff that Yah has been teaching us, and um, just even makes me think more. A very good functional day, so look forward to what we're going to talk about. We'll be back in just a minute. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, just another good day, another good opportunity to share the truth of God. And we've said in the past that, you know, we can revisit some of the podcast that we've done in the past and that's what we're going to do this morning but we're going to approach it from a uh, just a little bit different perspective and the one from the past was brainwashing and mind controlled how how does that tie to faith and it's huge and it really is important for people to understand the brainwashing and mind control perspective uh, and this came up because um, I had sent a link for that post of brainwashing and mind control to somebody on Facebook. And now I'm not, I don't know this person specifically as, as I, in person, it was somebody who was claiming a new to faith perspective and then just giving them an opportunity to hear truth. Um, then they must have listened to it at some point because they made a comment of how can I be brain, how can I, as a Christian, how can I be brainwashed and mind control if I just started in this Christian walk? And then um, just kind of just here recently, uh, another post by that person, and I'll get into that. um, We will see uh, some things that they don't see, that they don't, recognize and they don't understand and so it's just really important for people to understand brainwashing and mind control but you can't understand it if you don't accept it if you don't really evaluate to understand what is brainwashing what is mind control how does it control my life because this is all part of the psychology of the mind i mean and uh, psychologists and psychiatrists will know that people have been programmed a certain way and therefore they have to, they have to have them dig into that programming to figure out, you know, what they did to, to put themselves in that position for that programming in order that you can start wiping that away and start rebuilding a new perspective, a new person within yourself. And so it's not as though what we're speaking is not true and it's there. 
the biggest issue that comes into play as why you can't see the brainwashing and the mind control is because of the brainwashing and the mind control that you don't know has been going on and it's been going on since the creation of the world. And again, I want to reiterate this fact that with brainwashing and mind control, there's not a problem with brainwashing and mind control. That, that's a factual part of life that that's how you learn things. The problem is, is one, do you recognize the brainwashing and mind control that has been put in you? And do you know that it's right and that it's true? And as we talk about the brainwashing, you know, we've talked before about a term that goes along with this, and that is what is called cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance comes in when you have been programmed, you have been convinced your whole life that something is a certain way. And no matter what somebody else tells you, no matter how they present it to you, you're going to believe unless you're open-minded to search and see, you're, you're going to believe what you've been taught rather than to challenge what you're taught. We live in a world where you're not told to challenge what you're taught. And it's not going to be a benefit to try to get rid of people who are trying to teach you wrong things because it's your objective goal to make sure that you or walking and understanding that, yes, uh, mind control is a part of living life in this world. That's how we train kids to do what we want them to do. Or we don't train them, and then they end up being uh, rebellious and uh, turning. And why? Because you, you, in your attempt to not program them one way, you program them another and truly, we're not, in this world, we're not generally uh, permitted to challenge. You know, it happens in uh, family circles when a kid is disciplined and the kid asks why. And usually the response is, because I said so. Or don't question me or, you know, why? Because you don't want somebody questioning you because really you did what you did out of selfishness. Because if you didn't do it out of selfishness, why would you have a problem explaining to give them good understanding in their mind of what's going on, why it's going on, why they got in trouble, rather than, no, I just don't agree with it and so... You just have to accept what I say. So we're, we're raised in a world, you know, how many times, yeah, you'll hear people, they, they, uh, they may challenge the president, but how many times in churches do people challenge the pastors over and over again on what's being taught? And well, why is it that we're not stopping sin? I don't understand that, you know, the Bible says that in him there is no sin, so we should be able to find a place where there is no sin. And 
why can't you tell me how to find that place? And if you can't tell me how to find that place, I'm going somewhere else. But you're programmed from the very moment you're born into this life. Your brainwashing and mind control starts. And we've said this before, the objective goal in brainwashing and mind control uh, from a true and right perspective of God is that you consciously know what's going into your mind and you're accepting it because it is true and right and fair. And then you continually accept that. And as you practice that over and over again, then that becomes what you do. The brainwashing is, uh, and mind control, the aspect of it is repetition. That, that's how you get things into your subconscious is by repetition. You know, you do it over and over and over and over and over and over. Well, you grow up in this world and you have seen from many different aspects and many different uh, family entities have taught things differently from uh, politics to race to religion to all kinds of areas based in what they think they know, but not based in the absolute truth of God. And for me, when I am uh, having the brainwashing and mind control, that means that I'm going to make sure that what I'm putting in to my lower conscience, because my, my subconscious is my heart, that whatever goes in there needs to be good, and I need to get rid of the bad that has been programmed in there. That way, when whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth, then it'll be okay because uh, Scripture says that what comes out of the mouth is the overflow of the heart. And so you have this overflow of the heart coming out of things you've been programmed for in your life. You know, you, you make, uh, I remember when I was a kid, not even understanding uh, the uh, racial divisions and stuff and speaking to somebody and telling them a joke and they didn't take it too kindly, but they said it was okay, but it didn't matter because I didn't see any problem with it because that's what I was raised around. That's what I was programmed in. And then until you see that, no, that that's, you're just putting them down. And, you know, people do it with uh, different countries, you know, like, uh, Poland, you know, how did Poland get such this big, uh, aspect of idiocy, uh, rather than any other country or anybody else that's out there. And so it's just, uh, really big with the brainwashing and mind control that you start to recognize and realize what you're putting in what you are allowing to enter into your lower conscience. And it is going to be the things that are repetitiously done over and over because that's how you were programmed as a child to learn the word no. You know, if somebody just said no once and they never said it again to you in your whole life, you would have no idea, no concept, no understanding of what that word meant. But Every time you reach for something, every time you go to do something that's that's uh, somebody else deems inappropriate. No, 
No, no. Now you, you can change words like, um, like for Liliana, they don't say no. They say, at, at, which is still no. It's just, you know, don't touch that. So no, don't touch that. But she's being programmed that if that continues, then she'll have to relearn or she'll have to learn what the word no means. Now, if you incorporate the no in with the the at or the hate or whatever, however it is that you do it, then you train them to understand that, oh, that means no. So I'm not going to do it. Well, they learn that in their mind that when you make that sound, that that's a programming thing. You know, I can be driving down the road and not having in my conscious mind any thoughts necessarily about the traffic that I'm riding in, but my breathing will give it away. And Cindy will be like, are you okay? And then I have to evaluate it and be like, I'm getting tense because of the the driving. I didn't realize that I was getting tense because in my mind I wasn't uh, thinking about it, but in my subconscious, in my heart, I was thinking about it, and that's why the, you know, you just, you, you just, you make different noises, and you don't recognize because you've done it so often that your body language tells more than your mouth does because your body language tells people what's in your subconscious. Your, your mouth tells people what's in your conscious mind, but your body language, how you carry yourself, that's what comes through in your heart. And that's why the overflow of the heart is what comes out of the mouth. And so, Sean, before we get more into the depth of this, do you have any thoughts on this aspect of getting back into brainwashing and mind control? No thoughts at all. No. <laughs> No, I got a quite a few and we'll get into the actual question, but this is what came to my mind that when somebody says, how can I be, then they're not recognizing the brainwashing and mind control. And, and this isn't being critical of that person. It just goes with the, the truth of the reason that we're talking about brainwashing and mind control is because people don't recognize brainwashing and mind control that it actually exists not that they're not doing it but you just don't see it and I had this thought how many times has this happened you come to somebody and you say well these people were brainwashed or are you brainwashed no absolutely not because the programming says brainwashed means that you've been fooled you've been kind of like the <clears throat> one of the what was it Jim Jones they had like a had somebody or the people drink some kind of liquid. It was some kind of religious, which referred to as a cult, which that's another issue is that, you know, people will say the word cult and people get all in a tizzy just because you don't understand what the word is. And a lot of this is just a misunderstanding or the programming that's in place of brainwashing because it's a negative. Most of the time it's a negative right off the bat. Well, no, I'm not brainwashed. I'm not letting anybody brainwash me. Well, right there tells you you're brainwashed. Because 
you don't understand what's going on because if somebody says, are you brainwashed? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that I'm washing my brain with the truth of God and I'm getting rid of the bad. So a lot of this is just the programming of when you hear brainwashed, it's you're out there, you're a loon, you're crazy because you don't let anybody control your mind. Well, you're the only one that can control your mind. So you, if you let somebody else, then you're letting somebody else influence you. But I'm really getting, enjoying the fact is in the circular aspect, it's been about a year since we've started and mother's bringing this around again, because for more expansion and more growth, because if you're not seeing something and you're not recognizing it, then you're not able to change anything. And I had this thought of when you wash something, the purpose is to clean it. Or like if I'm going to wash the windows, I'm going to wash my clothes. The purpose is to remove some kind of dirt or something that you don't like. And and that's the point of it is you, through repetition, you put things in your mind, but the brainwashing is that evaluation of, okay, is this dirty? Does this need to be cleansed? Does anything need to be changed? Okay. You know, I'm washing my clothes because they're dirty. Well, I don't wash clothes that aren't dirty. The The point of washing is to get, get it clean you know, bring it back to the way that you've had it before. So this is a brainwashing and mind control is a constant thing. It's just what side do you fall on? Do you fall on the side of what are you brainwashing and mind control with? Is it the things of Yah or is it the to the world? Because brainwashing and mind control will continue. You can't get away from it because like you said, you, you learn things through repetition and you get it programmed into your lower conscience. Well, if you're not in faith in God, then you're going to keep doing that. And you're going to keep brainwashing and mind controlling yourself in the selfishness. And Yah gives us an escape from that to where we can escape from sin to where sin is no longer in control of me. I'm in control over sin. And therefore I can reprogram based on the truth of God. And I can get the truth of God into my mind first and then transfer it into my heart. And it'll be able to stick there now because the sin nature has been taken out just like if you clear out a big part of your land or, you know, you go out in your backyard and you want to plant a garden, you get the rocks and the weeds and things out so that it'll grow and, and it won't be choked out. So this is just a huge concept to continue understanding of the things of God that if you put in the good, then, you know, it's just like if you take a, a glass of water and, was it was that concept we did to where you would you fill a cup with maybe like a little bit of coke or coffee and you keep pouring water in it eventually it's going to turn clear the more water you keep dumping in it so the more you put in the clear truth of god the living water then that's going to take out the impurities and you just keep putting it in and putting it in until it, it overflows and the the thing that i'm seeing with this is it it's not that people aren't brainwashed or mind controlled it's just the recognition of it you don't see it. And that's why I can see with this question on, well, it's not my fault because I'm a new believer. I didn't know all these things, so I can't be blamed. No, because the word of God says that be careful what you do. God cannot be mocked. So we don't blame God for the state that we're in. We blame ourselves, but I just, and you'll get into it more, but what I'm just seeing with what I've just heard of the question, the Concern about how could I be 
brainwashed and mind controlled if I'm new. That's just saying, well, it's not my fault. It's somebody else's fault because I'm new to this. They should have taught me instead of, yeah, but do you go into anything in your life looking into it fully before you do it? Like you get a cell phone or direct TV or something like that. Do you read the contract to count the cost before you actually get into it? Or do you just let somebody say, oh yeah, it's good. Just go ahead and take it. And then you say, well, well I'm new to this. I didn't know that all these things existed. Well, did you read the fine print before you took it? You know, you can't use an excuse that you're new to it. You just decided you didn't want to look into it deep enough. You just put it on somebody else that, well, they'll make it clear to me if I'm doing something and you put it in somebody else's hands, you know, to where, well, I didn't understand that if I broke my phone that I couldn't get a new one. I'm new to this deal. Yeah, but you're the one that signed the contract. I, I brought it to you. You didn't read it. It's not my fault. Well, you didn't tell me to read it. Well, is it my responsibility to tell you? Well, actually, it is. If you're doing it the proper way, it is your responsibility to tell the person, hey, here's the guidelines and be careful what you do before you sign this, because here's the the consequences of this. And I'm just seeing this as is people must understand that brainwashing and mind control is a constant in life and you cannot get away from it. So embrace it. And if you want to change anything in your life, you've got to change something, you know, no, no more of blaming people for your circumstances or our circumstances. The only person to blame is you. And with the truth of God, the truth of God makes it clear is that every person will give an account for what they do. I'm not going to give an account for you. You're not going to give an account for me. We're all going to stand before God. And since that's the case, make sure that whatever you're doing, that with faith, you can see what you're doing and learn it more and more so that with the mind control, you can have self control. Well, how can you control yourself if you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing, that something else is controlling you unless you know for sure. And this is just a practice that you, you do. And the word of God teaches how to do this, that even as we started on the podcast, you know, if you hear my words and you accept my words and cry out for insight, call out for understanding, then you'll find the truth of God and the understanding. So this is just another avenue of recognition of, okay, recognize your brainwashed and mind controlled and be willing to put what you understand, what you think, you know, on the shelf and be open-minded and be willing to take in the truth of God and really look into it so that you can actually change your life by actually changing your programming because everybody's programmed, but we can change. And we were even given a concept by Yah, a deeper concept of complaining recently. Well, the depth of complaining goes a lot further than you think. So it's just another opportunity with complaining or whatever it is to really dig into it. And does this line up with the truth of God? What does the word of God say about this? How can I change to line up with the truth of God so that I can have the mind of God? Meaning that I can line myself up with the things that God thinks about and does so that then I can be godly just like they are. So those are my thoughts just with the, it's nice to come around to this again, because like with anything, you know, what goes around comes around. And when it comes around again, now we have an opportunity just to add more depth to it and more understanding. And we're just, uh, mother's going to add just a little bit more to what we talked about before. And it, this will come up again, whether it comes up in a 
set aside podcast by itself or we just speak about it because it's so prevalent in your life that you can't get away from it. And it's important for people to know in the midst of it. And I want to talk about this. The, the one that the person that this uh, question came from, um, I do not believe that the intention is trying to blame somebody else for uh, the brainwashing and mind control rather than I'm not, I'm not brainwashed in mind control. I, I've only been part of this for a short time. There's no possible way that I could be programmed or brainwashed and mind controlled in that short period of time. And that's because in essence, what you're saying is I'm not brainwashed and I'm not mind controlled, but you are, even if you follow true faith in God, or if you follow Christianity, you are programmed in brainwashing and mind control and true faith in God will get you into the kingdom, Christianity will not. That That's just a fact of it. And so with the brainwashing and the mind control from this perspective of this question, I don't, I think it's just a thing of, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not brainwashed. There's no way I could be brainwashed by Christianity because I haven't followed it. I was turned away from it. So let me explain just a little bit. As soon as you're born into this world, you're being programmed and mind controlled from many different aspects and areas. And if you don't recognize that and accept that fact, then you're not going to accept the fact that you're brainwashed. You know, you have to see it in the first part of your life and in the reality of just this world of how do we train kids? You know, how do you train a dog? How do you train adults? How do you, you know, how do you train in a new job? Well, it's something you've never done before, so you're not very good at it. But once you've done it for four, five, six years, now you're pretty good at it. Because why? Because of the repetition of over and over and over again doing it, you're brainwashing yourself in order to do that. And so the fact of whether you're brainwashed in mind control isn't even a question. Now, if you question it in your mind, well, how could I be? Well, just go back and do the evaluation of growing up in this life. How did you learn anything? Did you ever learn anything by just hearing something once and you got it? You can never be any better at it because, well, somebody told me this, so I'm the best at it that I can be. No, in order for you to to be the best you can be, you have to continue to increase and improve and get better at what you're doing. And so this isn't a question of you've just entered into Christianity and you've been brainwashed by them. No, the objective is, is that through your whole life, through what you've seen, through what you've heard, through what was Uh, hidden from you and what was given to you about Christianity and your rejection of Christianity before, all of that plays into when you come to a point where you start thinking about you want to know God. And one of the biggest problems that there is in faith is when people make decisions in an emotional state of mind. 
when, when they, because what happens is when you make a decision in an emotional state of mind, you're not thinking clearly. You're only thinking about what the emotion is that you're feeling. And what that comes from is your lower conscience. If it makes you feel good, then, oh, okay, I'm going to do it because it feels good. It's in your lower conscience is why you make a reaction in an emotion. And Messiah doesn't want people making uh, decisions in emotion. He wants people making decisions in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. How can you, like it says in Peter, it's not the cleansing of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience towards God. Well, it's a pledge with good knowledge towards God. That means that you've gained the good knowledge towards God, and then you advance on. And how can you gain the good knowledge of God? If you set aside the Old Testament and just pick a scripture here or a scripture there that makes you feel good instead of, no, you you need to be knowing the Old Testament in order that you can understand the New Testament, but you've been programmed in this world that now you don't have to do that. Once you, uh, you come to faith in God with uh, Jesus, then there it is, you you. Well, nobody can understand the Old Testament. That was old. That was Bible times, or you know, that was but way back uh, with the Old Testament. We don't we don't have to follow that. Well, that's a brainwashing perspective that has crept into Christianity, and you can't get away from it because all of the teachers from the past spoke about the things that were going to happen. And because you accepted it and you went along with it, then that's what got locked in to your mind. So what this person doesn't understand because of the rejection to not accept the fact that they're brainwashed in the first place is that you've been brainwashed about Christianity from the day you're born. And If you are following a house that is divided, then you need to get away from it because a house that is divided cannot stand. And when over and over again, it's a division. And just to make this clear for everybody again, we've said this before and we'll say it again. What we are doing with the faith in God, faith in Messiah is not what Christianity is teaching, is not Christianity. We don't claim Christianity, and the reason we don't claim it is because of all the division that is there that everybody wants to try to excuse and move away rather than, no, we're following the way of Messiah, which is the truth, And anybody who is a part of the way of God will be in agreement with us, not because of us, but because of the truth of God's word that you can see openly and applied and spoken of that it's irrefutable, that arguments are set silent, not by you and me and by our intelligence. They're set silent by the truth of God. 
And if you evaluate what's going on and you evaluate it against the word of God, you will clearly see that what's being taught is not of God. And we've talked about this before. The fact that you can sit there and profess that you sin, but yet you're saved when the Bible within itself and Messiah out of his own mouth said that no sinner will enter the kingdom of God. Anyone who believes in him uh, will not sin and then must walk as he did. So we set that all aside. Why? Because that's what you've been brainwashed to do. Well, that doesn't feel good. And, and that makes me feel like I'm not connected to God. Yeah, that's the idea so that you can dig deeper and find that connection to God. But if you're willing to just accept everything that comes along, don't. Because that's where the bad part of brainwashing and mind control comes in. And I even speak to what we're speaking about. These truths that we're giving on this podcast, we're not wanting you to sit there and just believe us. Challenge it. Truly challenge it. But don't challenge it against what you've been uh, programmed and what your brainwashing is from a Christian perspective or a worldly perspective. Dig into everything we're saying in the word of God and look for it, Old Testament, New Testament, and then make a decision. But make a decision based in knowledge and understanding and good knowledge in order that you will make a right and a good and a fair decision because knowledge is necessary for the faith journey and you must, you must recognize that you are brainwashed even if from a worldly perspective in order to understand the spiritual perspective. And if you can't understand your brainwashed from the uh, physical, from the worldly perspective, then you cannot understand your brainwash from the spiritual. And, you know, if I, if I give you worldly things and you don't understand, then how can you understand spiritual things? You can't because you're locked into the cognitive dissonance and you can look that term up. It's in uh, psychology. It's, it means that you believe what you believe because that's what you've been taught your whole life. And even if I put the proof in front of you, you will reject it and not accept it because that's how strong the brainwashing and the mind control is. And until you recognize that aspect, you can do nothing to change it. But once you recognize, wow, I have been brainwashed. I mean, a lot of the things because of what happened in my life and I set my mind that I'm not letting anybody bother me. And then I keep d- doing that. Every time somebody tries to come at me, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come back at you and I'm going to come back harder. And then that gets you in a place of being uh, very protective of yourself to where you're arrogant and you're, Uh, you're saying things to people that are hurtful and hateful, but you don't care because you're going to make sure you get them first before they get you. And that was the life that I lived in the past that I don't have anymore, but only because of being able to recognize the programming and the brainwashing that I had before that I, even I 
had a part in my own brainwashing that I didn't recognize I was doing. The whole concept is recognize what you're doing and make sure it's right according to God. And then your brainwashing and mind control will be appropriate. I'll share this, Phil. I had uh, an instance that actually happened to me yesterday in regards to brainwashing and mind control. And then I was just given a scripture of, uh, this is in the Old Testament. And I'll speak to my experience yesterday because I, um, and I mentioned this briefly at the beginning of the podcast, that Yah had brought it to our attention, a, a greater depth of understanding. Well, gave us a greater, brought up the topic of complaining and then through thinking through it and evaluation, just getting to see the depth, more depth of my own complaining. Well, so I went to the grocery store sharp shopper. So I was walking around and I had it in my mind because as you were telling me before that you're going driving and you're, you're looking for it and things are on your mind. So I'm going through traffic and you know, a few places where it stopped. I'm like, no, I'm not, not gonna, gonna be watching for this. If we slow down, we start, doesn't matter. Just gonna let it go. So I get into the store. So I'm walking around with the cart and you can, right when you go in, you can hear, cause I've done this as a kid. Like we've never done this screaming and talking and touching everything and stop playing with this. Stop touching that. You know, you're loud, all this stuff. And I was like, I just closed my eyes. I was like, yeah, gosh, when I was a kid like that, and, and I didn't have a specific circumstance where I'm like, man, I bet you when I was a kid, I was all over the store and wanting everything. And so as it seemed like almost every aisle I went into that family was there and the kids were running across the carts and I start to go to the left and then they start going over. And I was like, you know what? I've done this as a kid. Just let it go. I'm not in any hurry. Well, I'll come around. I go to another area and then I come around to where the frozen area is. And the, the lady is there and the kid like runs right across in front of me. And she says, you just, you just went and, uh, you just cut across in front of that man. You need to tell him you're sorry. And I didn't really, I didn't look at him. I was just like, you know, I'm not. And he's like, sorry. And they move on. And I thought, wow, look at that brainwashing because he's being programmed that you're not really sorry. And I'm not, you're, I'm, you just say you're sorry and it's okay. And I was like, Wow. So that wasn't repentance. That was just, you had, you were told, sorry. And I'm not seeing the kid as he's not really sorry. He doesn't even know what he did other than, well, you don't walk in front of somebody like that. So you need to tell him you're sorry. And he wasn't like, you know what, sir, I really, I should not have done that. That was rude. You know, I'm, I'll make sure I don't do that. He was just sorry. And I thought in my life, I've done that. You need to say you're sorry. Cause that, that means you are. And he didn't even know what was happening. And it made me think, wow, with the brainwashing and mind control that I've done that before, you, you need to say you're sorry because that, that'll prove that everything is okay. And no, that's a brainwashing concept because did you really wrong me by walking in front of me? It was no intention. You're just, I happen to come around the corner and you're a kid, you're running to go somewhere and yeah, you need to say you're sorry because you wronged me. And it's like, you didn't wrong me. There was no ill intent. Now, if you were like, all right, I'm going to just run up to this person and slap them because I want to, then, Hey, no, that, that's not appropriate behavior or whatever it is. But it made me think of, wow, he's being programmed and they don't recognize it. It's just their programming that says when, when you do something, you, you, you tell the, the child to tell the person they're sorry. And that's what you do. That's the right way to do it. And even that is brainwashing the kid. And you're not thinking that anything's wrong with it. You just, yeah, you just say you're sorry, but that's the problem. 
is we say we're sorry, but we don't show that we're sorry. We don't change our behavior to really show the sorrow for what you've done. You don't show repentance. You just give them in pretense. You just, because that's worldly sorrow. You just say you're sorry and that's it. And you go to God and you just say, God, I'm sorry. Well, God doesn't want to hear you say out of your mouth, you're sorry. They want to see in your changed conduct that you have it because it says godly sorrow brings repentance that God, I'm truly am sorry for this. I am not going to disobey your law ever again. That's my mindset. It's not changing. Okay. And you prove that by changing your life. That proves that you're sorry. You know, just you saying you're sorry means nothing. And I've done that in my life. That's why I can speak of it. I've done that. Not doing it anymore that if I'm really sorry for something that, well, I'll show you my sorry for this by changing my behavior. I'm you know, I'm going to prove it to you that I'm sorry. I'm not just going to tell you <clears throat> that. So that was my experience with the brainwashing and mind control. You got some, I uh, just had this thought about what you were talking about. Look at the hypocrisy that that child's being brainwashed and mind controlled in because she wasn't controlling. Was she controlling that kid? all the other places in the store of running back and forth and here and there to make sure that some, a situation like that didn't happen. And cause I can tell you that I used to go to the grocery store with my dad. Now I'm telling you, you may have been all over the place, but now mom would have been a different story, but dad, he wasn't tolerating it. If you were acting a fool, then you got the fool's prize. That, that was the way it was now. And again, sometimes in it, we go overboard uh, when we shouldn't, uh, when you don't understand how you're supposed to discipline. But anyway, the objective is, is it would have been different if she would have looked at you and said, sir, I just want to apologize to you. I am so sorry for the fact that I taught my kid to, that it's okay to run around and act a fool in front of people. And he just happened to cut you off. And so it's my fault not his because she's shifting the blame to the kid to make herself look good in front of you that, yeah, you did him wrong. Say you're sorry. And this is, it's just simple things like that, that you don't recognize. And we were sitting in a restaurant, me and my wife, uh, when we went on vacation, we were sitting in a restaurant and it was a cracker barrel and there was right across the, from us, there was another, there was a family there and had a young kid, probably the younger kid was probably about, I don't know, four or five years old or maybe not, maybe three. And he opened up his straw by himself and he was making a big deal of it. And cause he was like, I did it. I did it. I did it. And he was all excited. And the return he got was he got shushed and oh, shh, shh, calm down. Don't, don't act like that. And all he was looking for was a little bit of acceptance that, Hey, good job. Good job. You did that by yourself. Awesome. Now there's a balance in that because you don't want to coddle people, but that thought came to mind. I didn't want to cut you off. I'll let you get back to, um, anything if you have it but that just all came to mind is that the hypocrisy that's being taught to that little kid is the blame shifting blame somebody else 
So you don't have to answer. So it makes you look good in front of them rather than, no, I trained my kids to do this. And that's the thing that I have to face as I have adult kids that what they do and how they act, a great majority of that is because of me, because of my wife and what we did and how we did it. And, you know, the, the faith has made a huge difference. And again, it would have been nice if I had it when I first had kids, but I can't change that. And they'll have to recognize and understand that they got some of the programming from us and they'll have to evaluate what is right in the programming, what is not. If they decide they want to fix something, then they can fix it. So, and you program people just by the way you act, just by the way you behave as a parent. If you're anxious and I uh, have panic attacks and then your kids are going to follow that suit because they're going, they're taking your cues. And the only way for them to be able to change that is brainwashing and mind control. They have to decide I'm not going to be like this anymore. And then they have to go through the long process of continually changing. You got to catch it and then change it and catch it and change it and catch it and change it. Well, what's interesting is th this is even an aspect of the brainwashing and mind control that we got from y'all. And it's in what just happened with us is that you didn't cut me off. You actually put into place something that y'all gave us. They gave us the aspect of the, and I'm going to probably say this, don't mean to be funny, but not the speaking stick. I think that's what we called it as the funny term was the talking stick. <laughs> Thank you. I think Anna Ruth, we were cracking up because we called it a, um, a speaking stick or something, but it was an aspect of if you want to, and it came from uh, Tori, that if you want to say something, then you pick up the talking stick so that you don't interrupt. And it made me think of if you cut me off, then it would have actually been in midstream as I'm actually speaking, like you wouldn't even let me speak. And, but this is a programming that we've had because, you know, we had times where we would talk over somebody or interrupt and through repetition and practice, even in our gathering that we don't have us talking over ourselves, we'll have it occasionally. And if we do it, we'll stop. But most of the time it's, you wait for that cadence of somebody to stop for a moment and then you, you pick it up from there. And that's what we're doing as well. But we've been doing this for so long that we have our own cues, even nonverbal or verbal cues where we'll know how to come in and, and speak and, you know, start and stop. But, and I'm certain there's many more of these scriptures, but this one came to mind in regards to the Israelites that they had just come out, they had left Egypt and they had crossed the Red Sea and they're in the desert and Yah brought them manna from heaven that would come down and the people started complaining against God because they've been eating the manna for so long and well, you know, we've been eating all this manna, we just want meat, give us meat because their programming is, well, we when we were in Egypt, we got what we wanted. And, and we had said this before, you were just brought out of Egypt. The Red Sea was parted. You saw the miracle that, that God gave. And now you're grumbling against them and complaining because the food that you're getting doesn't taste good. Well, you have to acquire a taste for the things of God that at the beginning, it's going to be like the manna. It's going to be that kind of, you know, if you ate a biscuit or something with no salt or butter and it's just, well, it's just bland. Yeah, but you don't, you haven't acquired a taste for it yet. 
Well, they complained and grumbled against God. So what did God do? Okay, you want meat? You're going to get it. And he gave them quail and gave them so much quail that they got sick of it. And yeah, but be careful with your brainwashing and mind control because you think that you know better than than Yah that we know what we need and, and it's better for us to get this. And no, the best thing for you is the will of God and you applying it in your life. So just another aspect of because of that programming that, well, this isn't good enough. This doesn't taste good. Well, and that's the thing that you seek after the true faith journey in Yah, that things are going to come your way, that there's going to be like that manna. You're going to get the manna from heaven and it's not going to taste good. You're going to get experiences that's not going to taste good. And I was listening back to one of the older podcasts and we had talked about the scripture of well, when Yah told the prophet to what what you eat is going to be sweet in your mouth and sour in your stomach, the fact that it's going to be sweet to you, but because people aren't going to accept it and they're going to reject it, that it's going to be sour in your stomach because you can't even give the truth away because people don't want it. It made me think of the same thing that you've really got to set your mind that you're going to go after this. And when you do, you're going to find that things are going to come your way that because of the brainwashing and mind control, that at the moment, it's not going to taste good. But through repetition, you convincing yourself, no, I'm going to like this. I'm going to enjoy this taste and I'm going to continue with it. Then you'll acquire a taste. Then it will be sweet for you where it was sour before. And because we're given a, a beautiful picture of what is the manna that came down from heaven, that's Yeshua himself. Eat of my flesh, drink of my blood that you acquire this taste. You won't want, like for us, we don't want the old uh, quail and all that from the world that, no, we're done with that because we've acquired a taste for this. This is so much better. I'm not going back to that taste. I don't want it anymore. I despise it. No more. But it's even to the depths of that, that, and I'll speak to this because we've been in it, that you go into a big, you know, an actual big building, a church and the big pews and the building and the people and the food and the comfort. And I like this. Well, but because you're programmed that this is all about feeling good and comfort as opposed to, no, this is about the truth of God and the truth of God at the beginning is not comfortable, but it does to those who are trained by it. So yeah. And, and we can speak of the things of Christianity because we've been in it and it's just to, to show that the experiences we've had, we were brainwashed and mind controlled there until we decided, hey, there's more to this and seeking after it. And then y'all showed us, yeah, there is more to it. And now you can look back and see clearly more and more how the truth of God is clear. And if it doesn't line up with truth, even the word says that if somebody's bringing to you another gospel that you've heard, which isn't a gospel at all, that get away from it, don't have anything to do with it. Well, that's brainwashing. Hey, if these people were with us, they would remain with us. So if they went out, then they were never a part of it anyway. So, or decided to leave it. So don't worry about those people. But did you have something? I just, um, I want to get into more of the, uh, aspect from Christianity that we've talked about and that we're talking about, I. Uh, and again, I'm not going to mention names of who, you know, who these people are. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but what's interesting is that you will see the fact that 
just by their own words in post that they tell on themselves and they tell that they know that there's a problem, but somehow it's, it's everybody else, not me perspective. And again, just making this clear that we have renounced Christianity. We have set Christianity aside. We have not set Christ, the son of God aside, but we have set aside Christianity because they don't teach the truth. They speak things that are true from what the Bible says, but then they can't teach you how to fulfill it. And that's a problem. And that's part of the brainwashing and the mind control that is going on and has been going on for a long time. I mean, Paul, it's interesting because Paul spoke about some of these things and I, you're saying, don't, you know, don't do this. Don't be like this. But these are things that Paul did in order for the truth to be put out there. And the truth will stand by itself. I don't care if you don't agree with us. I don't care if you call us a false prophet. I, I, that, none of that bothers me at all. Because what I stand on is the truth of God, and that's what matters. And so I don't need to get a rise if you're going to put us in a position of, well, they're false prophets and they shouldn't, you know, well, they're, they're saying other people are false prophets, but they're false prophets. Okay. Because I don't want you to believe me off the bat. I want you to go through the process of evaluation and recognition that what you've been following is wrong. It's not according to what the scripture says. The avenue to get there isn't according to the scriptures, what the scripture says. And therefore, It doesn't matter to me because if it's the truth of God, then it stands by itself. And if it's not the truth of God, oh, I will answer for it. God's not going to let me get away from not answering for it. And so it doesn't matter if somebody wants to call somebody else out. The Bible says there's a reason for that. Always be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. And if you have a good answer and you know that what you're doing and what you're following is true, then why should it upset you or bother you if somebody calls you a false prophet? People call you names in this life all the time. You know, what's remember the old saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, that's a saying that should be, people should pay attention to, but too many people are, they're more worried about the, uh, names that people call them and they are the sticks and stones that they throw. And so it's just a big thing. And so I'm just going to read a short aspect of this, um, that it, it comes from the Christian mindset. And again, like I said, we are not Christian, but we are Christ based. We are following Christ, the way of Christ. We are not following Christianity because of the hypocrisy in the midst of it. And so, and, just look at this. This here is a beautiful aspect of showing the cognitive dissonance when it comes to Christianity and knowing it's wrong, but still accepting the fact. So it starts out with this. It says, everybody judges and critiques their own brethren out here calling true men and women of God false. This is a huge problem. I'm going to pause there for just a minute, because why is that a problem? 
Paul was calling out uh, false teachers in his day. Messiah spoke about the false teachers, not only from that time, but the time that's going to come where the false teachers are going to be even in greater abundance at that time. So it's an aspect that it must be talked about, about false teachers. So if you're a true man or woman of God, then you don't have a problem with people calling out false teachers because if you know what you're following is true, then it's not false and therefore it's of God and you have nothing to worry about. And I'll go on. And beginning new to Christ myself, it's embarrassing to see and it makes that much more difficult for new Christians and for the unsaved to get to know Jesus because they don't know who to listen to for teaching uh, for teaching an unsaved think Christians are a mockery. A kingdom divided will not stand. Now, I, I, I say that the thoughts in this are thoughts coming from God saying, look, you know that a kingdom divided cannot stand. And if you claim Christianity, you can't just claim part of Christianity. You have to claim the, the false teachers that you're professing here that you say shouldn't be happening. And again, if the men and women were true believers of God, then they would be unified and there would be no issue with what's going on. And then think of how our father in heaven must feel seeing all his children trying to expose one another. All these false teachers have brought more people to Christ than your exposed video ever will. It's shameful. And here's the thing. Um, Your father in heaven, you're not his children if you can be exposed. And the false teachers, yes, false teachers have brought more people to Christ, yeah, to Jesus, but not to Christ Messiah. Because the Jesus that is written in the Bible, if you follow that name in accordance with what the Bible says, then you will find Christ Messiah. But if you follow Jesus in accordance to what Christianity has been teaching, then you will not find Messiah. That That's a, a fact of it. And even know that, that people who are in faith, well, it's shameful that we act like this. So why don't you separate yourself and divide yourself away from that that you know clearly is true because a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. That's why Paul told Timothy, hey, I want you to stay here in Ephesus and teach these teachers not to teach false doctrines anymore. You know, don't, don't, you're not going to forcibly stop them, but teach them not to, or direct them not to teach false teachings anymore. Did you have something? Yeah, it just <clears throat> spoke to me that they're telling on what they're in, that they know that it's divided. Because why would you bring out the scripture, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand, so you know what you're in, there's division all over the place, 
but it's not, well, it's not me. It's all these false teachers. And we brought this out before. What about the false followers? Why aren't you blaming yourself for why am I believing this? Why don't I get away from it? And you know, who are we supposed to listen to? I thought that you were a follower of Messiah. Why are you not listening to him? Why, why, what do you mean? Who are you listening? And, and I know what they mean that, you know, the, how are we supposed to li- listen? Who do we know who to listen to? Because there's so much division. Well, if you were a child of God, you wouldn't be concerned about a pastor. You'd be concerned about listening to Yah themselves who would teach you. And then therefore get to a place where you can be a child. Cause I had that same similar thought that if you, if you're claiming that our father is looking down on his children where his children don't act like that. So you assume that you're a child because you're in what you're in, but a child of God is somebody that doesn't have sin. So you would not act like that. And it is interesting because it's just to just through discernment, just looking at that, that, you know, we're able by mother to pick that apart to say, wow, look at this, that they're telling on themselves. And that's because the brainwashing and mind control is why that person is where they're at now. Now they can change. They can change their programming from that, but it's up to them to do that. Right. And I'm going to read one more section of this, and then I'm going to go into just a little bit of a, a post that a pastor had put. And this is uh, this was a shared post from this person that w- this was shared, and then, you know, after all these words that this person had put. So, and again, cognitive dissonance sitting in that you want to believe Christianity is really what it's at, but you know that it's not. And this is a, a the thing that, listen to yourself when you're speaking about things not just the things of God, but things of the world as well. But do you really know what you're talking about? And does it really make sense? Uh, Why would I stay in this if these are my thoughts? And watch this. Okay, it goes on to say, the division of churches is the work of the devil. Yes. Division of Christian churches is the work of the devil. And we need to pray for wisdom and discernment. Yes, I agree. Pray, pray the prayer in Proverbs. Seek as though you're seeking for hidden treasure. And uh, cry out for insight. Call out for understanding. Then, okay, then that's that'll guide you in the right direction. Coming back, you know, you, this says Jesus is coming back for one church, not a bunch of split off segregated denominations and groups we are one body so we just claim that all those segregations separations and denominations are one body okay so they're not one because they're not unified okay he also he's also not coming back to give an award for an exposed video these are exposed videos. Are these exposed videos wholly spirit-led? Uh, we have to be honorable for God. We have to be kingdom-minded. So seeing the hypocrisy in the midst of this, that you know, you know that there are divisions and stated prior to that that nothing 
no nation um, divided against itself can stand, but yet you're still going to sit in and walk through that hypocrisy that you know and in your own words have professed exist. And so I'm going to read just a little bit, and this will, and this is a pastor, and again, no need to mention names, because the truth of God will stand on its own, and the truth of God will, if you follow the truth of God, then you will see who the false teachers are. And this one, uh, and of course it, you know, starts out with it, buckle up for this, so all right, I'm going to hit you with something hard. So, And I want you to look for the hypocrisy in the midst of this and the fact that this person reposted this pastor's words and this pastor's words will speak against that person without that person even knowing it. This is perhaps one of the most serious and straightforward posts that I've ever put on in a while. It was important for me to write it out instead of doing a video. This is not an easy post, but it is a prayerful one. The body of Christ is a place of such disunity right now. The devil is ramping up his attacks and and the Lord is exposing the lukewarm church. Again, we know what's going on. There, so, there is so much talk and confusion. Social media has made it easy for anyone and everyone to be a key, keyboard theologian and has created a vicious world of heresy. And what's interesting is the Christian church did that all by themselves. You, you don't need social media. And just that aspect of pointing out, you know, everyone to be a keyboard theologian. So you're okay with the keyboard theologians that are posting stuff that you agree with, but you're not okay with the, the ones who are writing stuff that is actually true and you shouldn't be following it, or they perceive that, that it's true, or they've seen something like, well, I recognize that this, this part is not true, so we're going to speak against that and how these other people are false teachers with it. But the reality is, is that, and this goes back to you do the very same thing that they do. One, you exalt yourself to this great the theological person by professing you keyed this with your keyboard. He keyed this, and he's talking about the keyboard theologians. Well, that makes you one of them, same, same. And that makes the person who shared this post the same as well. And so they don't have a problem with keyboard theologians as long as you're agreeing with them. And no, so you want to uh, censor everything and only allow what you think to be taught 
even though it doesn't line up with the truth of God, some of it may, but as far as it's concerned with salvation and how to fulfill the things that you're telling people, you can't do it yourself. And so you're sitting there as a keyboard theologian and trying to put somebody else down and speaking that they know that even from the beginning part where I... the the body of Christ is in a place of such disunity. Hello, friend. This is a wake-up call. The body of Christ is not and never will be in a state of disunity. Never. And therefore, you need to find out what the truth is so that you can move away from it. I uh, just, this is why we want to talk about brainwashing and mind control, because this pastor is convinced that his way is the way. Why would you get so offended at somebody else's profession of faith that isn't really faith if you know what you're talking is true? Now, what what bothers me about these things, the, both of those post more is the hypocrisy in the midst of it. And you don't want other people speaking against what you're saying, because then you have to give a good answer and you don't have the ability to give a good answer. And therefore, well, we just got to get rid of these people. No, Messiah never, I. Uh, he never chased down the false prophets, but he pointed them out and, and spoke about them. Paul did the same thing, but they weren't saying, well, everybody just, you know, stop doing this. No, it was, no, when I say it, I'll point it out. But the truth of God, I don't have to point it out. The truth of God will point it out. And if the people following those false teachers follow the truth of God, the truth of God will tell them. And so it doesn't matter. You can't make, I can't make it harder for you. If you're not have, if you don't have faith in God, I can't make it harder for somebody. All I can do is make my answer to God a lot harder for myself when I have to answer God about what I taught. But we know that the key to all of this is you seeking God with all of your heart. And when you seek God with all of your heart, you will know what the truth is. And when you know what the truth is, the truth will set you free. And when the truth has set you free, you have no reason to be uh, upset because somebody calls you a false teacher. I mean, look at Messiah. You know, we're bringing the same words and the same understanding that Messiah did, and look how they treated him. Look at the the way they uh, called him out as a false teacher. Hey, he's he's blaspheming God, false teacher. He's he's the son of the devil. He he, he must be connected to Beelzebub. And then, of course, that's the whole time, the aspect when he brought out that a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if if I was with them, then I would be with them. But I'm not with them, and you're not with me, and... In the end, you're going to see what house stands. 
and it's the house that built that's built on the rock and that rock of messiah and that's an absolute must and the thing i don't care if somebody calls me a false prophet what i care about is your exact and not supposed hypocrisy of calling out people and saying they shouldn't tell people that other people are false prophets, but in your doing that, you're calling them a false prophet. Just because you don't say false prophet doesn't mean that you're not calling them a false prophet. And the hypocrisy that is involved in Christianity is from the brainwashing and the mind control of what you've been taught you can do and how you can do it. And you're allowed to point out what other people do without evaluating it to yourself, without coming to me first and make sure I'm not doing it. And that's why people don't want to have anything to do with Christianity. That's why they have a bad taste in their mouth. It's not because of false teachers who are teaching things. It's because of what people are, the way people are accepting the brainwashing and mind control of what Christianity has given. And yes, it has been through false teaching, but you have to have true faith in God for you to be able to to discern, to see, to recognize, to understand those things. My hope is, is that this person who is uh, a new or somewhat new believer to Christianity will continue or will be on a path of seeking God with all of their heart. And when they seek God with all of their heart, then they too will come to the conclusion and understanding and they will leave Christianity behind and they will move on to true faith in Christ, which will give you that salvation. Christianity will not, and it will not, because it doesn't line up with the word of God and you've been programmed to the fact that you are okay to be in hypocrisy and you don't even know that that's what you've been programmed for because everybody's being a hypocrite. You know, don't, don't put it, don't be a keyboard theologian, but, but it's okay for me to be a keyboard theologian. And from that uh, perspective, there's an arrogance that comes across. Now, was it intended? I don't know. But there's an arrogance that comes across like, why I'm a theologian and I go to, I went to seminary or I know what I'm talking about instead of, oh, look, here's the truth. You decide. I mean, what's a better way for me to try to get you not to call me a false, false prophet or for me to tell you, look, just consider what we're saying and evaluate it against the word of God, that, that's all we're asking for. And if you find it, if you conclude it, it's because you sought God with all of your heart and you came to a place of the knowledge of truth, and therefore you will leave your old way of life, which entails Christianity. And so this person who started the post doesn't understand that from the day they were born, They were being programmed as to what is acceptable in Christianity. Same as a lot of people that don't want to have anything to do with Christianity because of the hypocrisy. It's still, they've learned that through the brainwashing and the mind control. 
And so that's a good perspective if you figure it out to stay away from it, but don't stay away from God because too many people have, well, if that's false, then God doesn't exist. And because Christian Christianity is supposed to be the top of the top of the top. And that, that, that they're the ones that are professing that they have all this. And well, if you have hypocrisy, if you have divisions, you do not have God. That's a fact. If you, you know, and, and I can tell these things and somebody may listen to this and they may be uh, stuck in cognitive dissonance of, well, the fact is in the word, the word proves what we're saying, but they won't accept it. They'll reject it. Now, again, this podcast isn't for those people. This podcast is for those that really want to know the truth and really want to see And it's okay for somebody to call you out as a false prophet, because if it's not your message and you know it's true, it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people say. As just listening to you speak here, it just made me think about for us that in the past we could take a post like that or any of these posts and be critical of people that do that. But, uh, as you're, was, as you were reading, I was thinking about applying it to ourselves to make sure that we, how do we respond in this? And something that Anna Ruth said, uh, when we met last really sticking in my mind that if you profess that, you know, something you're teaching something, you should be willing to answer any questions and and this even speaks to me, even with my work, as I find myself being arise when people ask what would be seemingly like a simple question. But I was like, wow, no, I'm going to answer these because why do I have a problem answering any question? Even if I look at it as a simple question, a complex question, why get any kind of rise of frustration? That's just a sign to say, are you really solid in what you think you know? And with this, like you're saying with the false teacher, that the one that you claim is your Lord has not taught you, has he not taught that if you see something in somebody else, you are doing the exact same thing, but to a greater degree, that's why you have a log in your eye and you see the speck. And with this, that like, like you said, he's claiming false teacher, false teacher, but you don't understand that by your own words, you're being a false teacher because you don't understand and you're being a hypocrite because um, remember the hypocrisy is you're professing something, but you're making no effort at all to change it within yourself. You're just pointing the finger at somebody else to say that they're wrong, but you don't even consider the wrong in you. And that's the thing is with Messiah and the truth. Do we have any record that somebody says you're a false teacher? Don't you call me a false teacher? I've got the truth of God and you can't do this to me. And you can't, we don't have any record of that because that would show insecurity. Well, I know this is the truth. Why do I need to come back at you and and convince you of anything? You're already convinced that I'm a false teacher anyway. What am I going to tell you that you've already told me that you're not willing to accept this right now? So I'm just going to tell you what the truth is and move on. And because of that response, why the, it's because of the brainwashing and mind control. Why do you think that you have to respond to this? Why do I need to respond? He's taking it personal because I've been there. Oh, you think I'm wrong. I'll prove to you that I'm right. But if you're right, 
you don't have to prove anything because God already knows you stand on the truth. God's got your back. You, you don't need to prove anything. And what I'm seeing is with us is we can look at these posts and I know that I'm convinced that you're doing this, that we're looking at it as what can I learn from this? Not just, well, yeah, I need to respond back. Cause then we could say, Hey guy, you're the one that's false and I'll give you the truth. And we could give this huge long post that you just got to keep scrolling. And, and yeah, that that's it. That's the truth. And it's like, wow, am I complaining against that person? You know what I mean? Just like with what we were taught that, why does it matter what somebody else does other than y'all making it clear to say something and let it go? What does it matter what the other person does? They're going to have to answer. So if I feel, if I have this urge to, I've got to respond, wait a minute, the word says to be quick to listen and slow to speak. So what's the reason to respond to this? Is there a real true godly compassion for people that, that this really needs to go out? Or is this really that you can't tell me that I'm wrong. And that's the thing is you're not seeing the reason why the response you're just, and cause I could just see this as he took it personal that, Oh, you're calling my ways fault. Wow. You're the one that's false. And cause I've done this to where you take it personal. And that's when you get the emotional reaction, not the based in truth reaction, because it's just making me think that, cause I've seen posts like that and you'll, and people will respond and then they'll respond and they'll respond. And the, the church of God is unified and you're just attempting to put yourself there to make yourself feel good. And yeah, um, this isn't, everybody has an opinion, but as even Yah is teaching us that yes, you're going to have opinion, but when you're speaking truth of God, it's not about speaking opinion. It's about, you know, getting information out there. And I can see the reason for reading this is to help those that are seeking with all their heart to just realize that this stuff is out there and really evaluate these posts that you're reading and things that you're seeing and look and and find the hypocrisy, but don't look for to be critical of that person themselves, but look at it to where am I doing these things? Because am I being a keyboard theologian of I'm going to get my point across, but if you disagree, because yeah, if everybody's agreeing with you, why would you, you know, get all upset about it? It's that because you're not sure and you're being moved in it and you've got to convince yourself that you're right and others that you're right instead of, look, the word of God says this, this is true. I'm, there's no re- need to respond to this. And we even have this example that Messiah didn't go around browbeating people and attempting to convince them that he was right. It was people that came to him that he gave information to or shared something. And if somebody rejected it, he would move on to the next person. And it's it's just interesting is that like, just as we started that the reason people do what they do is because that's what they've done over and over again. And unless you're willing to evaluate yourself and change something, then it's just going to be the same, you know, narrative over and over again, you're just going to have, and that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants, Christianity and all these other religions to be fighting against each other, because if that's the case, then there's no unity that they want people pointing the finger back and forth and it's people's choices through their programming, but the enemy will drive that to get you. Yeah. Yeah. You need to respond. Cause I could just see, yeah, you better respond to this. Cause you better, you, you better tell them that you're right and you better convince. And is this really a beneficial thing? And 
But what we're able to do is because we have mother, the spirit is that we're able to see these things and make corrections in ourselves because we are not called to point out these things to other people unless we are first evaluating it in ourselves first. So even if we were to respond to something like that, there would be an evaluation of, let me bring this back to myself. And is it really something that I should do or not? Because yeah, I mean, we've posted things on Facebook, but we're not sitting there, you know, just sitting there going after people and saying that you're wrong and you're a false teacher. And no, because the truth stands on its own. The truth will reveal the falseness of whatever is false. You don't need to sit there and point out to something the, you know, even in the end, the truth of God will be made clear. And God knows how to separate the true from the false because we have a parable about that, that at the end of the day. They have the fish in the nets and, and God will separate the good from the bad. So leave the people alone. God knows how to separate them. You know, who are we to, to sit there and, you know, other than y'all leading us to do it, that leave the people alone, that we're concerned about the people that are seeking after faith in God. That's who we're talking to. There's going to be people and we've had it that have just said wrong, false teacher. Okay. That's fine. Cause I know that for me, I took it personal when we had this at the beginning of the podcast that well, you tell us that we're false and, and I did the same thing, but it's like, wait a minute, evaluate that somebody's going to think what they're going to think. And no, don't take it personal. Just, well, as long as they're living, they're breathing, they have time to repent to God uh, so that they can find the true faith. But if not, you know, we're, we're called to do what Messiah did to speak the truth to people that want to hear it. And if somebody doesn't want to hear it, shake your dust off your feet, move on to to somewhere else because we can't convince somebody of anything. You know, we can't make people uh, figure out the truth. All we can do is what the word says. One waters, one plants. God gives the increase. We can't make somebody come to faith. We can't convince them by our words, you know? So why bring on the extra burden of yourself trying to justify what you're doing? Because if you're doing what is right, you don't have to justify what you're doing. You'll just state plainly, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm following. Right. And if you are going to call somebody out as a false teacher, give exact biblical information of that, but make sure that you're not doing the same thing that they're doing. You have to do that within yourself first, and then you can do it with them. That's the reality of it is just like the pastor that put that post on, if he really believed what he was saying, he wouldn't have got past keyboard theologian. Then his, then he would have stopped because, well, I'm putting my theology on the keyboard. Oh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be silent. No. And that also gives a connotation that, you have to be some special uh, person with special training in the world to be able to teach what's right about God. And you haven't had any training I have. And so you, you don't have the right to speak. Well, if you have true faith in God, uh, you have, you don't have theology. See, that's the problem. We don't claim theology. Uh, we don't claim translation. What we claim is revelation. 
And revelation is the process of things being revealed by mother. That That's the fact of it, is that that's what revelation is. And if I'm teaching and I know I'm teaching something that is translated, then I better teach it as opinion because it's not true. But when I know that it's true and Yah has revealed it, and when they reveal things, they give you reason and understanding with it, then yes, I am going to profess it. But I'm not going to tell people to stop calling out false prophets. No, that's the objective goal is, yes, call out a false prophet. Now, you don't have to call them by name, but call them out by the truth of God and go challenge people. Challenge the pastor as to, well, you said this, but the Bible says this. How do you rectify that? Are they going to field your question? Or are they going to, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You did. You haven't been through the schooling that I have. Or are they going to, well, let me evaluate that, and I'll have to come back to you, and, you know, we'll talk about it. But we want, I don't mind people challenging us because how are we going to be proved genuine by us being able to give a good answer and give a good answer by what the truth of God says, not by based in what, well, this is what the Bible says. And well, I feel that this is that. And no, that's not the way it is. When you know the truth of God, you know the truth of God. And scripture says, this is the reason to always be prepared to give a good answer for the faith that you profess. Because you will silence the mouth of those who are calling you a false prophet by you speaking the truth of God, but more so by you living it first. So live it first, then speak it so your words match up with your actions, and don't do things like these posts where you where you pull out hypocrisy. And when we talk about complaining, um, Am I complaining about those posts? Yes, because it's appropriate according to God that here's the complaint is that you're talking about all these different things, but you yourself in your own words are making professions that you know that Christianity isn't right, but we're trying to make it right rather than find the true path of Christ and you will leave that behind. You will start reprogramming your mind, and you will brainwash and mind control to the true reality of the truth of what the word says, not of what man says or what man has changed it into. And we make it into, well, you have to go to college and get this degree to, to speak about the things of God. And it's like, no, you, you get your degree from spending time with God and you have mother in your heart you don't need any college education for that. And because sometimes this can set aside people who are what they would call layman. And they think the layman thinks that he, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't have the ability to speak about the things of God because he hasn't been educated in it. Well, if you haven't been educated in it, then the person teaching you is not teaching you right because part of your learning should be the education that they got 
to understand what they understand so that you then can go out and teach somebody else. Because if it's based in intellect and wisdom of the world, we have nothing. Because I don't consider myself an intellect in the world and anything special. No, I have faith in God and I have mother in my heart. And that's what gives me the ability to see the hypocrisy and the false teaching. So don't try to remove people because they call you a false teacher. Give them a good answer for what you're saying. And they will look like a fool. If you're giving a good answer and they refute it, they will look like a fool. They will be heaping hot coals on their head. And in similar fashion, you know, the post that were put there, if they don't repent and find true faith in God, they're going to find out in the end that, oh my gosh, I, I was doing the same thing that I was telling everybody else not to do. You don't want to find that out after you perish from this life. You want to find that out before so you have the greatest opportunity and ability for salvation. You have to figure it out in this life, and you have to get to a point where you recognize brainwashing and mind control, and you make a difference to start changing the programming that you've had. So you have to start defragging all the stuff that is in your mind in the lower conscience, and then you have to start building it back piece by piece through brainwashing and mind control. Well, I'll say it this way, but there is no just running across an interesting scripture. You know, if you just happen to be looking and you find one, uh, just thinking about Yeshua and who is God pleased with? You know, it says in the word that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, God is pleased with us in his son meaning that the Yeshua is the one they're pleased with. We follow his example. We find a place to be in him. We are pleasing to God because we walk as Messiah did. And I came across a scripture. It was interesting. I was just thinking about the complaining and came across in Isaiah and was just thinking about the, make sure that with what we're doing is what we're walking as Messiah did and we're following his example. And it makes a statement in the Old Testament in Isaiah, and it's really interesting. It says, it talks about Yeshua, talking about him as my servant's going to come. It says that a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering, I can't remember the word, but almost like a, um, oh, what do you call it, in an oil lamp, the wick, um, a smoldering wick he will not quench. <clears throat> and I was, this is interesting, what is this? And I, I was just like a wonder you know, what the internet would say, just if somebody had that question, I was reading it and had this thought come to mind that it's giving us, it's showing us who he is, is that you think about a bruised reed is, um, it had something to do with it, something about the wheat or something that if you break it or something in two, it can't produce fruit or something. But it made me think of like the bruised reed, like the one that has that humility, the one that's broken is the one that he will not break, meaning that he's able to help those people. And that wick that just has that little spark of that little flame, he will not quench it, but he will bring it into, fan it into flame, 
to where when he is coming, he's not coming around saying you're wrong and you're doing all this wrong and you need to, he's not quenching it out and he's not taking people that are downtrodden and like, well, there's no hope for you. No, because that would break the person. It made me think of Josh when he was talking to the one person said, well, you're, you're pretty much too far gone. That that's, that's all you can do. And it made me think of, it's given us a physical picture of he's coming for the brokenhearted. He's coming to those that are really seeking after God. He's not coming to just beat you, browbeat you with the law. And, but he's not there to quench it, but he's there to make it to where, all right, well, I'm going to fan this into flame to where you can come to the knowledge of truth. And I'm here to help those that are beaten down and burdened and heavy laden. So it's giving us a picture of Messiah himself and his work. And, but that's in the old Testament. But most people say, well, it's all about the New Testament. And I just found it interesting that like Yah gives information and it says more things like he won't kind of go out. He's not going to be crying aloud in the streets and things or um, different things, but it just gives insight on what he's going to do and to really think about that. And are you really following his example? Are you doing what he did? Are you just going out to find people to tell them they're wrong and they need to change? And no, be careful what you're doing that you're following his example, because that's the example we're following. And we're not here to present this the way different than what he did. Or, and even Paul said, follow my example as I follow the example of Messiah. And it's just making me think with the, the brainwashing and mind control is that people have a picture in their mind of what Yeshua was like. But even in Isaiah, it says that, you know, his appearance would not be anything that would draw you to him. You know, so he's not walking around being somebody you'd be attracted to that, you know, he's speaking the truth of God. Most people would be, would not be attracted to him because he's speaking the truth boldly. So, you know, with all the, the false messages and things that are out there, you really got to be looking and the, the, the way to find the truth of God is to seek it with all your heart. Like you said, it's not that you listen to this and you, you just get it. No, this is information that applied and looked into. You'll find the same truth that you can discover the truth of God and you can discover all the brainwashing and mind control that's been in your life. And now that, wow, I can really change now. I can change to a godly brainwashing and mind control. And it's just encouraging that Yah's given this information to where if you really want to change your life for the better, which is the godly living, you have to recognize that you've been brainwashed and you'll continue to be brainwashed, but change what you're being brainwashed with, you know, don't just accept this just because, well, I've been going to this church for 40 years and it's good. No, you have to be willing to make a change and say, wow, is this really the best thing? Is this really true? Is what I'm following really the absolute best thing? Yeah. Brainwashing mind control, just like you were saying, aspect of life, factual aspect of life. And the reality is that you can't get away from being brainwashed. You can't get away from the truth. The truth will always find you out. And the encouragement to people is when you see hypocrisy, when you see things that are being taught but not fulfilled, it's like 
when Messiah said to the Pharisees, you teach not to steal, do you steal? You know, you're teaching these other people not to do these things. You're doing the very same thing. That means you're being a hypocrite, and that's not acceptable before God. And therefore, don't do that. Make sure that you remove your hypocrisy first before you speak to somebody else about what their issue is. And again, you know, my hope is, is that this person who is new to Christianity will do as we did and will continue to see the divisions and the issues and the way that the scripture doesn't line up with what they're teaching. And then they will just cry out to God to show them a different way. And if they seek for it with all of their heart, and if they cry out for insight and call out for understanding, then they will gain the knowledge and wisdom of God, and they will be able to remove themselves from Christianity. They will be able to escape the trap that they're locked into. And so we're going to wind this down on the brainwashing and mind control again for this morning and Sean, do you have any final words as we go out for this morning? Well, Phil, just like as we said before, that anything that comes to mind, and I take this as for me and you first, that the brainwashing and mind control is is for us as well as for everybody else. This It's just nice to see the circular aspect of Yah's teaching come around again because it's been almost one year since we started on brainwashing and mind control and not that it, and this isn't about, it has to be an exact year, but it just makes it just gives a, when we say things like something comes full circle, just like when the earth um, revolving around the sun, that it comes around at a certain time. And it just, this is just a nice reminder. Just as Peter says, even though you know, these things, it's good to remind you of these things because you know the truth and just to help you to continue to grow. But no, just those listening realize that, if you haven't recognized it or you're not seeing it, admit it that yes, you are brainwashed and mind controlled and you are still having brainwashing and mind control, but you can change it to change your programming to follow and line up with the things of God. And you can change your life to have a functional life um, moving on in the future. So that's all I have for today. So make the brainwashing and mind control in your life functional as you live your life in faith with God. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.